You're listening to The Chris Miller Show. This is Chris Miller with the Tagman Group. We're a small recruiting staffing firm uh, here in Boston. We have a lot of experience, and my focus here is creative services and digital. I've done this for about 16 years uh, with a heavy emphasis on uh, UX and visual and design over the last four years. Um, we're a newer company, but we're having a lot of great success by showing a little more value and a little more uh, packing a punch, uh, being more qualitative than anything. And uh, I wanted to introduce uh, Derek May, who's actually uh, one of the first people I met up here in Boston um, at his previous company, and we just stayed in touch. And he's made a lot of good referrals and, and been really just outstanding to work with. So I'm real happy to, to meet with him, considering, you know, when we first met, you're like, what the heck is Syntagma Group? And, and, you know, you're kind of a stranger in, in Boston. But uh, so, Derek, I just wanted to uh, say thanks for coming and for you to tell uh everybody on this podcast, and this is actually the third podcast that we're doing, and they've gone really, really well, but the few things I want to kind of talk with you today, it's kind of like about your journey, how you came to be where you are now over at 3Play Media, and then putting them in the, you know, what you did in school, how to become a, you know, a UI person, UX engineer, whatever you want to call it, how you define that. Um, secondly, um, Maybe when you started looking for opportunities or just even just when you talk with people and their understanding of what you do and where you fit into the grand scheme of things and how you maybe explain it to them. And then thirdly, really talking about from like an SME or just kind of keeping in touch with people and, and, and really kind of, uh, you know, keeping your skills sharp. What do you, what do you read? What do you, what do you follow? What's interesting to you? And then maybe some of the trends. Um, that you've seen, and I'll obviously ask you questions all through the whole thing. But Derek, I'd love for you to say hello to uh, everybody here on the podcast. Awesome, thanks, Chris. Um, happy to be on your podcast. Uh, so yeah, I can just start with a quick introduction about myself. So I'm a UX designer at Three Play Media, and we're a company in the Seaport District that specializes in online media accessibility. Uh, so from a high level, we provide transcription and audio description services to a lot of different companies across different industries in the U.S. and abroad as well. Um, outside of my company, um, I'm also a part-time student at Bentley looking to finish up my master's in human factors and information design. She didn't start that long ago, so hoping to finish that up in the next year or two. Um, but yeah, to speak a bit about my background, um, I started uh, as a software developer after I graduated with a computer science degree, a uh, math degree, and, and a business degree. But I really did find my calling as a designer not long after I graduated, so I'm fortunate in that respect to be able to kind of bring together the size of technology as well as my interest in design. Um, so uh, as, you, as you mentioned, I, I started through play not that long ago. Um, design, as, as I know it, is really the intersection of technology, uh, business, and um, understanding the people that you're working with or the people that you're building products with. So uh, really happy to be in an industry that I love um, and always trying to learn and grow more. Wow, that's that's totally outstanding. So, because, you know, when I first saw your background, when we first networked, and, you know, I kept seeing the, the, the title UX Engineer, but when I started kind of looking at your portfolio, I was I, I was sort of, uh, you know, I expected to see something different with, uh, you know, some of the work you had, more in the aesthetic piece. Um, where did you, is that just something that you grew into naturally? Was that like the chicken before the egg, or how did that, how did that come down? Is that, is that something from, from school? Is that something from just learning on the side? Yeah, no, it's, it was definitely something I learned on the side. Uh, starting from maybe middle school, high school, uh, we, our school offered these web design classes. 
Yeah. And from that, it really grew uh, my my natural uh, inclination towards the visual uh, side as well as the technology side just naturally uh, progressed. So a lot of the classes I took, some of those basic HTML, CSS, Dreamweaver classes, they essentially evolved into what it is today. Um, a lot of the technology that I learned uh, while I was in college, taking those computer science classes, having that more having more of a solid foundational background. And uh, communicating with developers, I think that naturally progressed as it started is my software uh, engineering role. So when I first started out at uh, my last company, I was actually hired as a software developer. Um, after yeah. a few months in, um, the company realized I had this uh, passion for design. Um, at the time, they called it graphic design, maybe because I, I feel like Back then, and even today, a lot of executives and a lot of managers still don't know what UX is, and that's something we can get into a little later. Um, but that's something they realized, and that was something I wanted to continue doing, so coming in and learning more about the system, trying to op- optimize um, and build things that uh, users wanted to use and uh, aligned with the way that they thought of uh, the system was something that I, I found really um, interesting. No, that that is interesting, and that's, that's interesting you touched you talk on that point, because I feel like... You know, it was always described to me when you, you think of UX, I think of something very, you know, like a B2B or B2C, you know, an app, a website, something like that. Obviously, it goes much deeper than that. But I feel like if you're coming from, like, a technology, internal technology organization, I mean, there's a UX piece of it, of course, but I feel like then you get thrown into the UI or the, you know, the the, the front-end developer role. We're simply doing that work. You're just not really kind of calling it the same way. I mean, is, is, do you think it's all-encompassing? Is it is it one side of the fence or the other? Is it fair to, fair to say UX when you're talking about internal and external, like like tools? Yeah, I, I think to speak more holistically, I definitely think UX is more of a broader umbrella term for experience design, which encompasses maybe customer experience, patient experience, user experience, and that can also include both B2B as well as B2C applications as well. Um, in my personal opinion, I think UX is at that point where we're still trying to define what it is. So the titles that we see across the industry, you see UX designer, you see UX engineer, um, you see UI developer. Um, I, I think there was like a UI wizard title that I saw online at one point as well. But <laughs> I think it just really comes down to the companies knowing what they want to look for. So they might want a front-end engineer or front-end developer when they're actually looking for when they're, they have an ad out for a UX designer, and um, we're at that stage where everyone kind of wants a UX person, but they don't really know what exactly they want. So as an industry, we kind of have to tighten up these roles and really uh, define what we're looking for in order to have have that balance both sides. Yeah, because I feel like depending on who you're talking to in an organization, there's too many hands in the pot, right? And right. You're, you're you're sort of almost uh, you, you kind of have to. It's funny about the UX, uh, you know, wizard and the old school, you know, uh, unicorn and whatnot, because that's almost like that's almost a learn to who you're reaching out to to hire. You know, are you going to answer a UX designer's job? But then you see UX engineer, and then you're, I mean, essentially you're building something, but you might be building it a different way. So I think there's, I think there's confusion there. I think, and it's not such confusion. It's just everyone has a different interpretation to it, um, and, right. and possibly none of them are wrong because it's kind of like it's a conversation that could go for a long time. Now, when you talk with people, or let's say you do a project, or even back when you were interviewing right out of school, or even you know most recently, 
do you do you sit there and explain where you sit in? Do you explain it that? Are they asking you questions? What's what's generally been your your um, experience with that? I would say it's a mix of both. Um, especially when I work freelance, I would say a lot of what I do is trying to um, sell what UX is, and that can really come down to it will help you cut costs, it will improve the uh, user retention of your product. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of companies that I've interviewed with that have a pretty good understanding of what UX is, and they're looking to fill a very specific role. Um, so to answer your question, I would say it really does depend on the company and the role that they're hiring for, in my experience. Um, it's, it's been pretty broad, um, I would say. Yeah, yeah. And I know, you know, depending on the organization, you know, you can go to a massive organization where they have, like, fields and fields of teams and product. Now you're a product designer. Now you're this designer, you know, or you're a developer. Uh, and then you can go to an organization with smaller where you could and, and you'd fit, you know, well because you can do a lot of different things. Like I said, when we first connected and, and I expected to see something different in your portfolio, it was great. I was like, man, this is – I was like, this guy's a unique unique guy. Um, but that's, that's interesting and um, – that's really, I don't know, I just think it's a very unique market when you can do a different thing because um, if, like, somebody asks you, they're like, Derek, what do you do for a living? How do you explain what you do? Do you um, dumb it down yeah. or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it really depends on who I'm talking to. Um, sure. I, I sure. feel like my parents still don't know what I do. Um, sure. The more I explain it to them, the more they get confused. So I, I yeah. kind of stay away from that. But when I talk to um, people at work or people outside of work, I, I try to dumb it down a bit. Um, I wouldn't say dumb it down, but I would cater my answers right. towards what they're used to. And that's the great thing about UX is that um, my most generic answer, I would say, is like if you just think about all the apps that you use on your phone, all of the websites that you interact with on a day-to-day basis. Um, essentially, I'm responsible for curating and coming up with what that final experience looks like and how you interact with those products. But at the same time, depending on who I'm talking to, for a developer, um, I can also cater my answer and say, like, I focus more on the front-end side. I'll do a bit of a visual. I'll, I'll come up with some of the site mapping, um, the information architecture, and mapping the journey from uh, what a user sees when they enter your app all the way to the end when they're completing a task. And that's the great thing about design is just that depending on who you're talking to, there's always a lot of overlap um, between yeah. my role as, as well as uh, what where, where people are coming in from. No, that's I mean that totally makes sense. Um, that's that's a that's a good way to put it. And again, we're not down to Jay, you just want to be clear, right? Um, that's funny you said that you, you try to explain it to your family and they, you just kind of back away a little bit. My wife had the same problem. She worked at AT and T, so her family used to at one point thought she worked in the store, but it turns out she works in cybersecurity for AT and T. So. Um, <laughs> She just tried to explain what that is a few times, and we said, you know, I work at the store, and just leave it there. Yeah. But um, so you know, and and I, I just you know, technology obviously is changing in a, in a weird way, and and that's the draw for obviously a lot of organizations in like the Boston or any of the really hot job markets. But what's you know, I learned everything in in this industry obviously by reading snippets here and here, you know, and I can read something a little more a little more substance than just going through an article of like Inc. or Wired or, or something like that. I learned everything from individuals I meet and people I just have conversations with, and I just that's the best way for me to learn. How do you how do you keep on top of this stuff? Like, how do you – are you doing continuing ed? I mean, I know you're going through your master's. Is there, are you going to, like, a hacker website and learning tools? Is it a combination of everything? 
it's really a combination of everything. I think that's what a lot of designers will run into as well. There's so much quality content on the internet nowadays that you can go online on Google and search anything that you want. Um, there will be like thousands of hundreds of thousands of results that pop up. Um, but I would say my master's degree is definitely a huge um, uh, part of where I get my inter- information from. Um, it's a very, very strong program. Um, it's a very tight-knit community as well. So a lot of people that graduated from the program a decade, two decades ago, you still uh, you're able to network with them and meet up with them to learn more about what they do. Um, I also try to keep up to date by reading some, uh, reading some of the latest stuff I find on, on the internet. So Medium uh, is one of my favorite sites to go to. Um, sidebar, top five design links each day. And then for any type of visual dis- design inspiration, I usually check out Dribble or some other um, visual design website. So there's a lot of different things that you can get into in order to broaden your depth of knowledge. Um, and there's just so much out there that I, I wouldn't even be able to. Uh, I wouldn't even know where to start. But you're pulling, and you're pulling from both sides of both sides of your brain, right? You're pulling from the dribbles, but then you're also pulling from like Stack Overflow. You sit right. I mean, you consider yourself sitting like right in the middle. I, I would say so. I think um, it's it's definitely an interesting place to be. I think I haven't I haven't been in the design field that long, but I can definitely say that designers are becoming more intertwined with other parts of the business. Um, a lot of people think that only designers design, and I I, I would disagree with that. So Jared Spool, he's he's a design leader that I really look up to. He tweeted a while back that anyone who influences what the design becomes is the designer. Um, and the more I work in a corporate or even a startup setting, I realize that design is more of a team sport and not an indiv- individual sport. So whatever product or service is released is the outcome of a group of people. So I actually sit at a dev table with uh, six or seven other engineers, and as the only UX designer in a company of 50, I really have to rely heavily on my dev team, my product manager, um, the marketing team, and even sales and operation. And I, I think moving forward, I really suspect that this will probably become more and more important. So instead of following ourselves in our in our own mind space and with our headphones on, we kind of have to go out and force those connections with other parts of the business, um, especially technology and product, to really design the best products we're capable of. So it's, I mean, essentially, you're out there evangelizing, right? Evangelizing, explaining. Yeah, right. This is why it's important and whatnot. So when you came out of your your school, um, what did you did you find? I mean, was it challenging finding something in, in the market? I mean, you came out of a good program. You know, I, I know you went to GA too uh, for something. Um, yeah. Was it challenging? Was it easy? How many interviews did it take to find the right opportunity for yourself? Um, uh, it's definitely hard as a uh, college student. You're always applying to different roles. So I went online and probably applied to. At least a hundred goals. Um, wow. Maybe less than a dozen got back to me, but a lot of people were just worried about my background. Also, at the time, I didn't really know what I wanted to apply for, so I applied to software engineering positions, I applied to product design positions, and right. for all of them, they kind of saw me as a risk because I wasn't too good at whatever they were hiring for. But I was, I had some skills in some other areas as well. So my current manager actually told me that when he took a look at my resume, he was unsure about my previous experience on paper, and I definitely looked less uh, like a designer than some of the other resumes that were coming in. But at the same time, uh, working for a startup, you start to realize that you have to be able to communicate with other parts of the business as well. So um, although I looked like less of a designer, um, I guess I kind of made up for it by being able to communicate and talk to the developers day to day. Wow. No, that's awesome. 
And, and I know we don't have that much time, but I have one final question for you because, you know, we were talking, again, how do you learn, how do you, you know, react. What's some of the biggest, and I think I might know the answer to this, what's, uh, what's the biggest trend you see when I say, hey, what's the biggest trend in UX? What do you see? Is it the, the design systems? Is, are people still sort of attached to that or other organizations still growing it that way? Is it something else? Is it a different tool that came out? That's that's an interesting question. Um, I think it just came across. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't say it's one specific tool. Um, it's more of the day-to-day interactions between uh, your role as a designer and what you do, and how you interact with people uh, in other parts of the business. Um, so to speak to your answer, I, I wouldn't say it's design systems. Although, although design systems are maybe just an artifact or piece of that puzzle. Um, I actually just came across an article today, I think, Lyft said um, cookie-cutter design systems are not the way to go. You really kind of have to curate it uh, based off of your culture and some of those uh, embedded patterns and interactions that your team has. So I would say it's definitely more about your interactions as, uh, as a designer with other people in your company. It's, it's interesting because our whole role is about... Um, advocating for the user, but at the same time, we really kind of have to advocate for our, our role as a designer within the company as well. So I would say that's yeah. probably the, one of the most important parts of, uh, of my job as a UX designer. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Um, I will not take any more of your time. I owe you beers or lunch or whenever we can get together. Uh, I just always appreciate talking to you. Um, you you're, a good, you're probably one of the first people I've met in the Boston market. That's so I'm trying to take everybody that, that that gave me a shot and gave us a good conversation that I you know want to be in touch with. So um, this is Chris Miller, and we're going to sign off. So Derek May uh, is over at um, he is a, a UX designer over at Three Play Media. Uh, Derek, what's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you if they want to reach out to pick your brain or network or whatever it might be? Yeah, sure. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn at Derek May. You can also find. Um, find me writing stuff on my blog at DerekMay.com, and you can also find all my social media accounts there as well. And it's, M- it's Derek, it's M-E-I, so that's Derek.com. Yep. Uh, yep. And this is Chris Miller. Uh, I am uh, at Syntagma Group, uh, a managing director here. Uh, we're small, but we're good. Uh, we're recruiting for technology, uh, credit services and digital, and accounting finance here in the Boston area. Um, I'm reachable at 857-449-2321, or just Chris chris.miller at syntagmagroup.com or the same thing uh, you know check our website out syntagmagroup.com or you can reach me via uh, LinkedIn so um, Derek thank you so much thank you Chris uh, I, I hope to catch up with you this week in person and have a good evening yes you too good Thanks. talking I'll see you later All right. yep, bye, bye. <laughs> you've been listening to the Chris Miller Show